Hello. 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 <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Let's go! Hey, kids. Hey, Dad. War crimes will be prosecuted. I chose this profession, so therefore I, I earned beer. You want to go to the nat day? The feeling is definitely there. You don't know my name! It's a new morning in America. This is the old dude, Howard J. Reynolds. Step into my office. There's not going to be too many punks. Don't you stop worrying about the punks? Ah, you! That's my name! Yeah, let's go to the show. Introducing for your listening pleasure. Episode 70 of the High Fives podcast. It's the uh, top five list of the year so far, of 2021 so far. You know what, Nate? This is the first time I knew we were doing this list. 
every year I'm like, we've never done this before. And every year you're like, we do this every year. And this is the first time I'm like, I was prepared. I'm like, I'm ready for this episode this year. It's been like seven years of doing it. That's what you say. Yeah. So this is the seventh time we've done the top five so far of the year. And that, that we just played, uh, was a new track from the band Julius Sumner Miller, known by their friends as JSM, uh, off the album Try It Out. You suggested This Town Sucks, Mike. That is the choice I made. The reason that we picked that song by that band is because we have our good pal Darren Ollinger joining us tonight for the top fives of 2021. Darren, how are you? I am delightful, especially now that you guys are spinning my tracks. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's our pleasure. Now, this town sucks. Is that that can't be about a real town? Like that's got to be like a fictional town that you dreamt up in no, some way. No, I think it's about every single town we've ever been in our lives. <laughs> I wrote it about Calgary, and I'm sure somebody that lives in Saskatoon or Winnipeg or Thunder Bay or Toronto or Montreal or Vancouver would be like, yep, that's my town too. So It's very cowboy-centric, though. I don't know that there's a lot of Vancouverites that might relate to that part of the well, song, let's absolutely. say. There's that's a lot what... of people from Calgary that moved to Vancouver, though. So yeah, oh. that, You're right. That's what makes it a little, uh, little more JSM-y then. Mike's already defending the guest. We're off to a great start. Thank you. Perfect. I don't, I don't need to be defended. It's, that's... I just like everyone more than Nate. You've now got your, own, your very own pandemic album. So you're, you're welcomed into that club. Yeah, we were lucky. We wrote it before the pandemic. So we just, um, luckily, we, half the songs aren't about the pandemic, thankfully. Right. But the actual album did get released smack dab in the middle of a pandemic. Hilarious. Did you, <laughs> did you have it at the record pressing plant before all the others did? Was, <laughs> that, was that the secret to that sauce? I think, oh, I think what happened, we had studio time booked in April of 2020 okay and that was right when they shut down the world and we went in, and ocl was like yeah you guys can come in still just let's not tell anybody and we went and recorded a record because <laughs> we didn't and it was pretty weird waiting to do your vocal tracks and uh watching the news and be like is the world ending right now right because so, it's like i'm talking <laughs> april 4th so yeah we two weeks into the pandemic pandemonia yeah I mean, OCL, that's, that's, a, that's a big studio. Yeah, man, we moved in for four days. It was cool. What's that like? It's awesome, man. Like we've, I've been a punker all my whole life, and I've recorded in basement studios and whatever for my whole life. And uh, we were at a point where I was like, let's, let's do the big studio thing. I want to feel what it's like and experience it. So we just went for it, man. So do you prefer... The, I mean, this, this album all the way through, like whether it's like kind of the polish in the production or whether it's like the gold foil on the packaging or like the beautiful, beautiful wax that's yep. inside. Like it's, it's a pretty, it's, it's a step from the last one, let's say in, in a lot of progressive uh, yeah. directions, let's say. Yeah. It's just, a, it's just a step up. Yeah. It wasn't really thought of. It was just like. We're writing more techie, for lack of a better term, but uh, songs that need more time to be mixed, more time to be mastered, more time to do some more time with them. So we're, if you're going to do that, you might as well 
pay the guys that really know what they're doing. And so does that, is that like one of those things where you've spoiled yourself so much that there's no, no way of going back? It has to be oh, this I don't way think moving so forward. No, no, no. <laughs> it was just a one-time <laughs> vacation. No, we don't have that kind of money. <laughs> no, I think, well, I think you can accomplish everything that you talked about and you don't need to go into a million dollar mansion recording studio to get the same. Did you guys have a producer? I didn't, I didn't check the liner notes. Type. Robbie Josh Willem produced it for us. He's, um, it's a Calgary guy, good friend of ours, but he's a big time. He's the in-house tech at OCL. Mm-hmm. Look at his list of crazy pop songs and country songs and stuff. And he's got Juno's on his ass and stuff like that. So it's pretty wild, but he's a good old punker. I grew up with him. And so he knew exactly what I was getting at. And just having that dynamic, I don't think it matters how much fancy gear you have in front of you. If if you could be like, yeah, I kind of want to sound make this record sound like um, the epitaph era of SNFU, and he just knows exactly what you're talking about. Yes, that's that's where I was going to go with it because yeah. my experience, and Nate can attest to this, is when like you can go to a studio and you can record and you can spend all this money, but the, it's shocking how much a producer that knows what you want to do makes a yeah, difference. Exactly. What I've learned is you got to find a dude that loves punk rock, but doesn't just love punk rock. Yeah, that makes sense. So he knows what you're talking about, but he's also hasn't just listened to SNFU his whole life. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> and you have a new bass player. Yeah, we just got uh, our buddy Rabito signed up for us and uh, pretty excited about that. We start, we've been jamming with him. Booking shows. We got shows booked. Yeah, I wow. saw you were the first uh, first local band I saw that had a show. Yeah, you, really, you guys hopped on that quick. Yeah, I think we got playing a bunch and <clears throat> got some BC and Alberta dates through September and October too. So I'm I'm a big fan of the video video stuff that you guys came up with. Like during that during a pandemic it was pretty cool too. So kind of got me excited for the albums. Well, that was the whole. I was actually legit planned out. We're sitting there. We're like, we could just keep jamming <laughs> or not doing anything, or we can be the one. We can look like we're the one band that's actually working. <laughs> and it got us noticed man i think we have we probably sold 50 more records due to our content and have hundreds of more followers due to our content so i think the world vision one was was my favorite <laughs> of, of all oh, of the, them I, I was a big fan of the red dawn yeah i was a fan, yeah. fan of the red dawn oh the red dawn video is classic too yeah <laughs> well let's get to what we're here for and that is the list the top five of twenty. 21 thus far darren we've asked you to make some choices have you made some choices i sure have excellent before we get into this this pandemic is weird because the first thing that thwarted me on the first album so far of this year is i was i had like a list of six things and i was like oh yeah and then i looked at it and they were all 2020 releases Uh i was like there's no way this came out like well it's because time kind of feels weird exactly that's what i'm getting at so then i Rescooped, and I was like, "How did that come out a year ago? Like, uh, what was a great example? Like that latest Lawrence Arms record? Like, it was totally oh, last yeah, summer, sure. but I was just like, no way was that a year ago, man. So. Yeah, it's weird. I found there was that problem, and then there was so much released because I think there are bands that had time to just do things, but they like there's a lot of EPs, a lot of solo releases, yeah, and like that's what we talked about one-off things. EPs. Like that that made the list a little bit tough. I thought for me, I don't know. About 
there's a few like recurring characters too, like bands that put stuff out last year that are doing it again this year. Like yeah. that's that's nuts. And I don't mean like two EPs back to back, but like full length. Yeah, there's a couple of those too. That's weird. That's nuts. I guess, it's unprecedented, Mike. It's unprecedented. Excuse me. I guess if you can't tour and yeah, you got time, right? you got time. <laughs> well, and you got, well, as some bands like we'll use us for an example with JSM. It felt like for the longest time we might have been, other than like Misha, we were like the only band working in this whole city through this pandemic. And I'm sure other bands were, but it, you didn't know it, right? So, well, and like, to be honest, like we can all say, Hey, we've got time, but fuck, like it's hard to do shit other than on your couch. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's hard to get any kind of like momentum to get up and do something despite the fact that we all have the time to do it. So those two bands, those, those bands that are doing two albums, they're just <clears throat> more gung ho than the other bands. I think that's really what it comes down to. Yeah. So when's your next one coming out? Well, we have eight tracks written already it's ready to go so See, we're, your we're ep getting, is loaded well, yeah we could do it we could totally scam an ep no i still want to i still want to play some shows to actually sell this one so fair that's fair that's fair all right but back to this my top five list my first one is a song called darkest sun it's off the latest down by law record it was called lonely town is the album ah the song itself is hands down my favorite on the record I've been a Down by Law fan my whole life, pretty much. And this one felt like there was a real conscious effort to go back to their mid early to mid-90s form of of punk rock. They still have a couple of their their campy songs where you're like, how is this the same band still? But probably about <laughs> six of the ten tracks or whatever it is on that are just bangers, especially this Darkest Sun song. I think I was surprised that they were putting one out because it's been a few years. No, yeah? they've been working hard. Like every, really? That's a band that's doing at least an EP every year lately. So, oh, Really? Wow. I didn't even know that. I saw that. I saw it come out and I was like, huh. They, I felt like they were like a band that just did this because they had time now. But I guess I was wrong. No, no. It doesn't happen but yeah, often, but I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's really good. So have a listen. Check it out. It's a good record. They're, they're a band I never really got into, but like um, when I've been when I've traveled to Australia, they were like one of the biggest punk bands in Australia. I think like Australians just love that band for some reason. That seems like a generalization. <laughs> well, that's what I'm full of. Mike. <laughs> I am one big generalization. I like to speak for Australia. <laughs> <laughs> and this just proves my theory that Germans love David Hasselhoff. Australians love JSM too. Apparently we're getting, Is that right? we're getting radio play right now. Are you like the Rodriguez of oh, Australia? Wish. By radio play, I meant this one guy played us like three times <laughs> on the show. But. And by radio, I mean podcast. And by podcast, I mean the high fives. <laughs> I, I actually, I'm pretty sure it's a real show. And uh, it's just neat for the, how you, in this day and age, how yeah. your music can go somewhere where you clearly have never been. So Yeah. So good on Down by Law for paving the way or being the pioneers of Australia. Yeah. <laughs> According to Nate. According to Nate. <laughs> I know some things, Mike. I know I know I've been called out a couple times on certain certain statements that I've made. Blanket <laughs> statements, of course. Yeah. Well you love a good blanket statement. <laughs> Who doesn't? Curl up on the couch with a nice blanket statement? Yeah. No? Yeah. That's how I run my life. All right. Let's get to me now, Mike. It's my turn. It's, it's all about you. I hope it's nope. a bad from Australia. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> it's neither of those things. 
Uh, the band is Origami Angel. Oh, so good, Nate. There's a lot of buzz around this band. There's a lot of buzz around this album. I think they put out an album two years ago, Mike. Is that sound correct? Yeah, they were on my they were on my list. It was either last year or the year. It must have been two years ago. Your top 100, I think, two yeah, years you. ago. Fuck you, Nate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this new one's called Gummy Gang. And the song I chose is Tom Holland Oats because it's hilarious, first of all. Um, and also it's a great song. This is just like, I don't know, it's it's a super diverse record. It's just got um, a lot of like, just a lot of different elements on it. Like, I don't know, I don't know about you, Mike. I felt like some of the songs had like a poppier, like, dare I say, masked intruder kind of vibe to it. Like, especially, I think it was in the vocals. And then all of a sudden, like the next sound or or song has more of like a metal influence. And then we're off to, you know, like an early 2000s emo vibe. And some songs are even more like driven by like a technical guitar. Like it just feels like really kind of all over the place, but like in a good way, in a way that's like really diverse <laughs> That like keeps you listening, you know, like keeps giving you more, more variety. I like variety. I love that you just described that album. And I was like, oh, I'd never listen to that. And then, you, <laughs> and, and then, and then you saved it by saying in a good way. And now, now all I want to do is listen to this record. <laughs> well, that's, that's the real promo right there is in a good way. In a good way. <laughs> we should put that on t-shirts. Yeah. Um, but I just I, I I love an album that's like let me let me just go a little further with it than that, Darren. And I love an album that is like a a complex movie, like in the sense that like every time you listen or every time you watch that movie, like you discover something a little bit different. It's not like the same album over and over again. You're just kind of like peeling back more layers to the music every time you listen to it. And that's that's what this album is to me. Yeah, like I kind of felt like that whole album. It's like. They're a band that put out a lot of EPs. Like, I don't know if you know that. Like, And I felt like this is like the combination of all those different styles. Like, I, I believe this is the first one that's not just two guys. The other ones are all just two. It's just two guys, I think. Oh, and I, 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 I didn't know that. I'm, don't quote me on it, but I'm fairly <laughs> confident. I won't, I won't, I wouldn't stake my life on it, but. And it's like a lot less Pokemon themed. A lot of their albums are pe- very Pokemon themed. <laughs> Also did not know that. In in a good way. In a good way. There it is. (laughs) Well, I would say the three of us are all a little too old for Pokemon. We miss the Pokemon craze. Oh, I have a I have a twelve year old son that worships the ground of Pokemon. So some of the some of the references are over my head. But if you've talked with kids that like Pokemon, you get you get some of them. You do a lot of that talking with kids about Pokemon? Well, Until the restraining order. <laughs> wow. You yeah. took it. I had you went to. With it. I had to. I, I just stayed out of that one. I would have picked Gammy Gang on my list, but because you did, I'm not going to. Because I don't like matching up with you too often. You don't like agreeing, I think, is the word you were looking for. You don't like to be in agreement. Well, yes. I, I just don't yeah. like to support you that often. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I'm going to go. In any way. But I, I, might, I might have to ask you about this, because this, this is... The first band I'm picking is a band from Australia. Do you need help with the pronunciation? Oh, I'm sure I'm going to screw that up, so don't worry. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the band is Jackson Reed Briggs and the Heaters. 
the album is Waiting in a Corner. Um, and I know the Aussie guys in our WhatsApp chat seem to think there's no uh, good Australian bands anymore. But I don't know. It seems like every year there's more and more that they're pumping out. And this is one of them. Um, I don't know much about them other than they're from Melbourne. Um, but this album comes out like guns blazing. Uh, it's really quick. It's really fast. Um, it's got like a grittiness like the Stooges or something more modern like Chubby and the Gang. But also has like a Idols or TV Priest kind of vibe to it. So if you're into that, I would say this album's up your alley. And uh, the song I picked was Eaten Alive. It's a pretty big statement for those Australians to make. They're always doing it. Every time I ask them about an Aussie band, they're like, there's no good bands left. <laughs> All right, solid first picks. Let's uh, let's make our way around the, the table here, if they're the virtual table, I suppose. Darren? My first pick was the legendary punk band Down By Law, their new album, Lonely Town, and his song was Darkest Sun. Origami Angel, Gammy Gang, Tom. Holland Oats and Jackson Reed Briggs and the Heaters waiting in a corner song is eaten alive.
Okay. So Johnny Reed and the Heaters, is that is that what you just played? Jackson, Jackson Reed. Reed and the Heaters. Do you think Jackson Reed Briggs okay. and the Heaters? I had I had none of it right except the Heaters. Do you think the Heaters means the same thing in Australia as it does here? Because he's Australian, right? That's an Australian band. Yeah. It is what does Australian heaters band. mean here? Like the first thing I think of is like from the Sandlot. You remember the the pitcher? Like throwing yeah. a heater? But they don't play baseball in Australia. They play cricket. Do you think it's a cricket term or is it is it something nah, different? It's probably some dope reference, man. <laughs> that's that's your bet? That's what you're putting money down well, on? A dope reference? Isn't that what happens when you smoke a dart and you don't ash oh, it? Oh, the heaters. Yeah, heater yeah, yeah. The it. cherry gets big on it, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm sure it's a crocodile dentist reference. <laughs> it was Foster's old slogan. <laughs> Something to do with Banff for sure, man. <laughs> That's with two Fs. Darren, do you have a second pick for us tonight? Yeah, I sure do. Um, Excellent. I like this record, but I'm, sometimes I'm not sure if I like this record, but I'm going oh. with it. All right. Uh, it's the new Dirty Nil record. Oh, yeah. Fuck oh, art. Fuck Is art it, record. I, yeah. I feel the, the same song way in about particular it. Was Doom Boy, and I think that song rules. But then sometimes I'm not sure if it rules. Yeah, but it's it's a top contender for the year for you. You're that confused by it. I li- I keep coming back to it with the album. I yeah. keep listening to it. So if I, my criteria, if I'm listening to something more than a few times, I'm actually liking it. But this one got me to a level where I'm like, nah, I don't know if this is. If you ask me at the end of the year, I'm pretty sure something will knock this off the list. But right, right. I think it's a fantastic record, but I don't know. Yeah, it's weird though, hey, because it doesn't it doesn't really sound like at dirty. All. No, there, I mean it does, it does, but it doesn't, and it's it feels very commercial, and I feel weird liking it sometimes because it feels Maybe so commercial. Yeah. But it's good. Yeah, like and. I wasn't expecting to like it. I feel like I've had that same conflicting point of view too. Like it's, it's something that I keep coming back to because I think I want to like it more because I really like the last couple that they put out. And I think this one was just, it was, I don't know if it was too big of a departure. I don't know. I like the, I like the cover art a lot and I like the, the album name a lot. Yeah. And doom, dooms boy. Is that the doom, song you picked? Doom boy. I think it's just doom, doom boy. boy. That's track one. Is that right? Yeah, I don't have that in front of me. I don't know. I don't have that kind of information. That's fair. I wrote it. I made a list, man. I didn't make a track list. Uh, he wants to know who produced yeah, that one. And if he wouldn't mind. <laughs> what was the engineer I'd just like on to that? make sure everyone's paying attention. But yeah, I, I, I feel the same way. I, I, I have a conflicted point of view with this album as well. But I like that you put it on as, as one of your top five. I threw it out there because I figured you guys might know what I'm getting at by... Yeah. Because... I'm not a fanboy of that band at all. I really like them live. They're cool. So yeah, like I'm not a huge fan of the band either. And then I, I was like the done with drugs song. It comes on my shuffle and I'm just like, this song's yeah. excellent. And I'm like, is it really dirty nil? Yeah. Like it sounds so different. Yeah. I felt I, I was conflicted. It was, it almost made my list for the same reason. I'm like, it's weird. Cause it's not a band I would put in my like everyday listen thing though. So I'm like, do I really like the album? Which is good. I guess if you, if you don't always listen to something, and you're yeah, still and look at really us good. having a nice, friendly debate about it too, right? <laughs> if we we're all just talking about bands from Australia that you think are rad that we've never heard of before, we're just going to have to take your word for it. Man. It's not a very polarizing record, is it? 
It doesn't develop polarizing no. opinions. It's very neutral. Very neutral record. Yeah. That could be it. The most neutral record of 2021. Yeah. The dirty nail. Fuck art. Yeah, it doesn't suck, but it's not the best. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to pick my number two now. And my number two is a band called Dream Job. Have you heard of them, Darren? Uh, no. I have, I've, I have had a couple of dream jobs in my life. But Is that right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know if I've had a dream job. What was your dream job, Darren? Well, I'm living it right now, man. I, <laughs> I, 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 work at, I work at a radio station. That's what I wanted to do when I was a kid, and I still do that. So there. And it's still a dream job or it was a dream job at one point. I see. No longer a dream job. When you become over 40, I think that's the age that I've deemed appropriate. Uh, You don't dream about working. It doesn't matter how cool the job (laughs) is. You dream about retiring. I think about retiring all the time. And like it's 25 years away or more or less. I don't know. It's around 25 years on like a good day (laughs) or I, on a, on a good year, on a good life. I, I don't know how you qualify that, but like, it's really not going to be 25 years, but I dream about it all the time. So there you go. So dream retirement would be the dream retirement. Would be my would be favorite great. Band. Yeah. Yeah. My dream, my dream job was to be on the radio maybe too, but I never did it. So you guys both, you guys both did media stuff and I do construction. So my first job was at a country station. Yeah, that's true. It's true. So back to dream job. It's self-titled record. Um, and the song I chose is Afterlife and Times. It's the first track of this album, and it, it really kind of grabbed my attention. Listening to this record, it's it's as if they've they've pulled the pages straight out of my diary. Like, how how do these guys know me that well? And I think that was where I connected with it. It's it's an album that doesn't necessarily like reinvent the wheel, um, but it's not really repurposed either. Um, there's a lot of really great uh, melodic pop punk songs, uh, good songwriting, uh, relatable lyrics for the uh, 40-something-year-old. And uh, it's it's like the songs we listen to in our teenage years, but with more like age-appropriate lyrics. <laughs> so instead of like songs about crushes and young love, uh, this album's more about going for drinks with the sales team after work and reporting to living in the suburbs. <laughs> R.E.S.P.'s. <laughs> exactly retirement things like that um the album you're not still using dad's guy are you <laughs> <laughs> fucking hate that commercial i want to punch that guy every yeah. time he's on tv i don't i don't think i know that com- I, don't, the, I haven't seen a commercial in a long it's basically time. the internet guys trying to get you to go away from the banks to invest all your money into yeah. some ponzi scheme retirement plan. Uh. <laughs> less fees man so they have this like guy that's sort of like super hipstery and like he's got like like rich hipster yuppie, yeah. and then his like straight and narrow brother and his his brother's like talking about their deals and the guy the hipster guy's like you're not using dad's guy to invest are you like because <laughs> dad's guy's shit yeah yeah right. come on man dad's guy dad's guy's still invested in like I don't know timeshares right and Palm he's, Springs. He's all the I don't fees, know man. me and my bros are gonna crush some crush some beers after we uh, hit the stock market. <laughs> Through uh, Quest Trade. So cool is that what one doing. of the songs are about? Please tell me that. Quest Trade? <laughs> <laughs> yes. One of the songs is called Quest Trade. Um, I don't know about, I know Mike's heard this album. I, I don't know about you, Mike, but I felt like the kind of the front end of the album felt very like Atari's and the back end kind of felt jealous sound. Like it, there was a very distinct side A, side B to this for me. 
I didn't catch that, but now that you say it, it kind of like I can see it. I didn't like I never thought of it that way, but yeah, there is. It does seem like it starts out pop punky and then moves more to more of adult sound. Yeah, Maybe adult. They're growing up as the tracks go on. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That could be, but I mean, they kind of start out with the afterlife in a sense, so that doesn't really fulfill that theory. Michael, uh, my next pick's Kelly Massey. And the album is Laughs. Um, I just really like this album. Uh, I loved Wind Instrument when it came out. Uh, but I'm super impressed with this one. I love how much they can like bring punk, emo, indie rock and intertwine it. And it's like, uh, it feels fresh. Like it doesn't sound like it's an old album. It doesn't sound like they were trying to repeat themselves. They up things both lyrically and musically. I guess... One of the cool things is I like the vocals on this one. I don't know if you mm-hmm. caught that the vocals were different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They sound more like I get an at the drive-in vibe from them on this one a little bit, which I really what like. What were they so. like before? Like the vocals? I don't know how to describe it. It's still like, it's not as choppy, I guess. Before it was more like, like late 90s punk, I would say. No. Like epitaphy fat punk. Would you say that, Nate? Or I f- am I way off I on feel that? like it was more... Um, like it was always kind of raw, but it's more polished now, I think. Cool. But it sounds like, like, you know, how like uh, in At The Drive-In, there's like just distinct beats with the voice. Yeah. I feel like this, this had that a little bit more. But. The lyrics are a lot more like very like poetic. I found in this, yeah. on this record, like they really took the time in terms of the, the lyrical writing. Yeah. And I think it's just like a band growing. Totally. Right? So. Uh, the song I picked was The Stray, which is, uh, what a way to end an album. It's just like such a good closing nice. track. And I like the little like sound clip at the beginning. Kind of like, I think it's like a cassette flipping or something like that. There's nothing wrong with a which, good sound clip. I'm a sucker for a yeah. good sound clip. More bands should do it. JSM knows what a sound clip is. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you that much. Thanks. I like that you guys paid attention. Yeah. We're always paying attention. <laughs> I loved when I was a kid, like they'd have like a movie drop or something and in between a song and you were trying to yeah, figure I love out it. what movie that was from or whatever. So, so we're recapping. So my pick this time was Dirty Nil, Fuck Art, and the song was Doom Boy. Dream Job, self-titled. Dream Job, Afterlife and Times, and Kelly Massey laughs and the song is The Stray. Good round, guys. Good round.
Darren. All right. Round what three. What did you choose for number three? Mikey Erg, his self-titled uh-huh, album. Nice. With all the guest spots. Like Yeah. If you I don't have it all in front of me, but it's a who's who of players. <laughs> and the song Rumble Strip. It so kicks good. Kicks ass, man. Also the random Pearl Jam cover. <laughs> yeah, totally. I met him a couple years ago. He was drumming for the band The Warriors. Mm-hmm. And uh he hung out for extra long at the ship to steal Wi-Fi. It was pretty uh, <laughs> apropos. But goddamn, was he such a nice guy. And uh, I've always kind of listened to his stuff and he, all the bands he's been part of over the years. And I've seen him do his solo shtick back in the day when he was like opening for Tony Sly and stuff like that. But this record is the first one I listened to and just was like, holy, this is a record, man. So he yeah. needs a pat on his back for putting that one together, man. He is a workhorse, man. Yeah. Like that guy is in a ton of stuff. And then, you know, to have his his own solo project as well that he works on. Good dude. Great record. Man. I like the album art too. It's good homage to The Clash. Oh, totally. Yeah. Excellent third choice. Really good. My third choice is a band called Death by Unga Bunga. <laughs> you heard of them, Darren? Nope. No. No. <laughs> You're stumping me left, right, and center. I love it. Well, I, hope, I, love it. I hope you like these songs as as they as they get played for you. Um, the album is called Heavy Male Insecurity. Um, from the cover art to you know every song on this record, there's there's it's just jacked full of humor, uh, catchy songs, super fun songs, just front to back, uh, a solid record, Mike. We were talking about the joke because this is actually a joke, Darren. Uh, the the band name Death by Unga Bunga is is a joke, and we what? were trying to yeah, it's it's like f- taken from like nineteen ninety three or four. Like it, it is an old, maybe it's even older than that. It sounds like being, a Captain Caveman joke. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that it uh, it stood the test of time. Let's say you know, as a lot of those preteen jokes tended to not do um i just i i can't imagine naming your band after just a horrible joke from you know the early to mid 90s they are euro who knows what's going on over there (laughs) it could be brand new it could be brand new new. (laughs) um let me let me tell you a, a line or two from the song i chose the song i chose is called all pain no gain and it starts out the lyrics say i want to get big fuck yeah Chugging protein, sniffing creatine. I mean, I don't know what else I have to say to sell this album to you, Darren. Isn't that a movie? Nope. <laughs> With Mark Wahlberg and The Rock? Have you seen All that? All Pain, oh. No Gain? You yeah. might be right. Oh, maybe. It's it so sounds good familiar too. now you're saying like, this. If we're going to recommend the best movie halfway through, I don't know, 2008 <laughs> or whatever that came out, check that movie out. It's so good. <laughs> I'm sure The Rock and Mark Wahlberg appreciate the plug. <laughs> Um, I think I think the song is maybe referring to uh, just like a a time as we get older, you know, and uh, and putting in all the work, having all the pain, but really getting no gain, you know, as you're as you're moving through the motions of of slugging protein and and sniffing creatine. (laughs) It's a top fiver. Sounds like it's a top fiver. Michael, Nathan. Oh, you want me to say what I'm talking about? I thought you. Wanted- I mean, I, I do enjoy just saying your name. 
Yeah. So I, I get why it gets confusing. I thought you were going to offer me some creatine to sniff. Not in the virtual world. You have to have it at your home. Yeah. Uh, the band I picked is a band that I was really excited for. This release is their second album. It's a band from Vancouver. The band is Autogram. The album is No Rules. Um, this is one of the bands that, was, like I said, I was really excited for it. Um, they feature members of the Spitfires, Black Halos, Local Drags, Destroyer, Black Mountaintop, Lightning Dust. And for Calgary listeners, it's uh, Jeff Lee's in the band, who some people might know from Hard Drugs or Blood Meridian. But if you're from Calgary, you probably know him from a number of amazing Calgary bands. Um, so it's a lot like their debut album. It's punk, rock and roll, new wave. And it's just a, an album that oozes fun. It's poppy, chaotic. And uh, there's the whole mantra of the album is just enjoy life, which maybe we need these days. It's interesting you picked a song called No Rules, because I thought one of your rules was to never play a band from Vancouver. I play a band <laughs> from Vancouver like on a regular basis, even though I hate the city. <laughs> but see, it doesn't count. Jeff's from here. Originally, You're a hypocrite. So. <laughs> You're yeah. a hypocrite. No rules, man. No rules. But yeah, I went with a with the title track and if you get a chance to watch the video it's so awesome it's like frame for frame sometimes a fantasy by billy joel which is a great huh. billy joel track and like a great video and these guys did it frame for frame really yeah crazy what happens in the video like what makes it so memorable that you'd want to recreate it you just have, have to watch you seen it. the video yeah oh I, I can't say i've ever seen this video sometimes a fantasy was like a big 80s hit right so like it was like one of the first were one of the big MTV video hits. I bet you if you look at it, when you go to watch it, you'll be like, oh, I know this video. Because okay. it's on the double Billy Joel greatest hits, you know. <laughs> the one that you said couldn't exist. No, I say Is it before has... or after? Um, what's a Billy Joel song? <laughs> Uptown Girl? Well, Uptown Girl is probably the first one or two tracks on the second disc of the greatest hits album. Only the good die young? Yeah. <laughs> Only the good die young. What's heart heart attack tech 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 tech? <laughs> <laughs> what Mike's referring to is I made a claim that Billy Joel should does not deserve a two disc greatest hits. He deserves a one disc greatest hits. He he has a, a great one disc, but the second is it's it's too much filler, not enough killer. The second CD of the Billy Joel's greatest hits CD two pack is three songs and then crap. So I'm with you on that one, Nate. There you go. I take my support where I can get it. I can't agree with you guys. Come on. Nope. Two discs? It's two discs. It's, he's, he's, he deserves two discs. He's like a chameleon. He's like, he's the guy you think you don't like. And then you're like listening. You're like, oh, I really like that Billy Joel song. Oh, I love me uh, some Joel, man. Like I'm the first too. guy on board with the Billy Joel. man. But one disc. Two. One disc. Because <laughs> disc number two isn't still rock and roll. <laughs> Look, I Not didn't even do you. I didn't yeah, start geez. the fire, but I'm going to put it out. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Play me out, piano man. <laughs> uh, my pick for the third round was Mikey Erg's self-titled album, Mikey Erg, and the track was called Rumble Strip. Death by Unga Bunga. Heavy mail insecurity, all pain, no gain. Michael, autogram, no rules off the the aptly titled No Rules. <laughs>
the best is when you find your own album in Goodwill. <laughs> and then I buy them back and then I sell them again. Nice. That's So that's, it's kind of like a double sell, but it's still this, there's this defeating moment of your life. You're like, why did somebody go out of their way to not like my record that much that they took that CD to Goodwill? <laughs> to, good, to Goodwill of all places, not even record land. Goodwill, you could just drive up with your box of, when you've just decided that you don't want CDs anymore, I think is what happens. And they're just this like, is Here. one level up from garbage. Yeah. <laughs> See, two days at a, it doesn't, it's not going to cost you any money. Yeah. My brother, he he just moved to Los Angeles and he's like, hey man, do you want my CD collection? And I'm like, no, I don't want your CD collection. He's I'll take like, it. Well, it's already gone. But the story is when I, I did take it because he's like, well, I called Sloth. They'll, uh, they'll give you money for it. I was like, okay, great. So I said, I'll do that for you and then I'll keep the money. And he said, yeah, cool. So I unzipped the bag and like right there on top, are like my albums. <laughs> Just sell your shit. <laughs> Thank God I have a great kid and he's like, can I have those? I'm like, you can have everything. You're the best. I got rid of so many CDs and then I started, people knew that I'd take their CD collection. Oh yeah. So I started taking CD collections. And so now I have more CDs than I've ever had before. Do you actively put them on sometimes? Yeah, I have. A, I always have a CD player in my car. And so oh, I love listening to CDs in C- cars. For some I think reason. I might. I think that's one of my goals is to like start making either mix CDs or just listen to CDs in cars and take out the phone of the car, like out of yeah. that Bluetooth thing. Because I feel like the ability to skip. I'm like, I listen to like 30 seconds songs. I'm like, oh, I'll just listen to this, 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 this. It's like too much. Whereas yeah. CD, even though you can skip, you're only like, you're limited to 20 songs or whatever, max. Exactly. And the cool part is with CDs, if, if you, I leave it in the car for like a week, let's say. I'll do five <laughs> days of driving with one CD. And so first or second time through in a listen, you might not like a album, but by the fourth or fifth time through, <laughs> you find yourself just like walking to work and you're humming this song that just <laughs> been pl- you've heard twenty six times in the last five days. So the second second album on the Billy Joel Greatest Hits. If you just do that, you'll be happy. Well, the last five tracks on that Greatest Hits are all piano <laughs> solos, man. Like it doesn't <laughs> need to happen. <laughs> He's called the Piano Man. <laughs> yeah, but back to you, uh, the task at hand. Not on CD, not on record <laughs> yet either, because it's they, they uh, promised a vinyl release, but they got delayed probably because of the Shrek soundtrack on Record <laughs> yeah. Store Day. What was that? I saw that. I was like, who bought that? People this, bought it, man. This is why Record Store Day is annoying to me now. <laughs> yeah. I'm keeping it local. I'm going with Belvedere's new record, Hindsight in the Sixth Sense, uh, and this that first single off it, The Good Grief Retreat. Um, this record was a pleasant surprise to me. They had a super huge lineup overhaul, and I was very curious to see what they were going to deliver. And um, that the new record is so fast and just has bangers for days, and it's tacky, and that is super in the uh, Darren Ollinger wheelhouse of liking. So that album is a banger. It is very well, techy, hey? Yeah, very techy. I love it. What was the the lineup overhaul? Uh, new bass player, new guitar player. Oh, lead guitar player too, and the main two like they were like the main songwriters too. Yeah. So these guys really came from a disadvantage and made it work. Man. Is the one guy from the Martyr Index, or I knew he was like the one guitar yeah, he player. Was in the Mar- 
Martyr think he might have been too. in the Martyr Index with like yeah. Merrick and those guys. Maybe not. I could be making that yeah, up. No, he was. He totally was yeah. the last record. Yeah, so it's good stuff. Uh, I wanted to at least have one local band on this list too, and that's uh, definitely would probably be in a lot of people's top five lists around the world too. It's crazy. Always, you never really realize how huge Belvedere is until you see them play in weird places around the world. <laughs> like you, I do see find them it for ten thousand people in Peru or something like that. It's crazy. I do find it interesting that like if you talk to punks from other other parts of the world, not Western Canada they're on a way higher pedestal than they are here. Oh yeah. It's crazy, man. Back in the day, you'd go see them in Calgary f- with 14 people. And they would, I remember them always telling me how huge they were other places. And I almost didn't believe them. And then one time I saw them open for rise against in Montreal. I want to say like 2004, maybe 2003 at the metropolis. So there's like 3000 people there. And before they hit the stage, 3000 people. Bow. Wow. and i was just like like in my own eyes i was like holy shit this band is over man so it's wild so does that mean because this was the hometown pick that you didn't pick your own band for for number five is is that secret <clears throat> out now well, i definitely didn't pick my own band okay okay i'm always hopeful that somebody picks their their own band What's, is that cool i don't know i think so I, I think at some point now it might be cool because you're just like so confident. You're like, I picked my own band. Well, if if that if that was on the table, it would be one, two, three, four, and five. Guys. Yeah, <laughs> you have to have that confidence, though, man. You got it. You got to show up with that confidence. I do. I'm not worried about it. <laughs> <laughs> my number four, I think, was the hardest pick of the bunch. One was okay, two was okay, three was okay, but four, that was that was the hard one to pick. Five was even okay, but four was tough. Um, and it came in with an audible just this week, actually. Um, the album is Daggers. The group or artist, I suppose, is Jim Ward. And uh, I'm, I'm giving it up to Jim Ward with uh, Daggers. It's hot new release, and it's awesome. Do you know Jim Ward, Darren? Uh, did he either drum for Black Sabbath or he was Robin and Batman? <laughs> no. no, those are both incorrect. Okay. Same last name though. Good. good you probably will know. You've probably run into Jim over the years. He, uh, he was one of the founders and guitar players of the band at the drive-in. Um, he's also the singer guitarist of a band called Sparta. Uh, he's also the singer guitarist in a band called Sleeper Car band that mike introduced me to um and now it, well not now he's he's done it for a while but he also does music under his own name so like mike yerg another bit of a workhouse yeah and all all of these are like pretty uniquely like their own wouldn't you say mike would you would you agree with that i mean definitely none of these are like at the drive-in well sparta to me sparta always sounded more like at the drive-in than let's uh i can't try to think of the other guy omar's band that Mars Volta? Yeah. yeah. So to me, Sparta always had more at the drive-in sensibility, mm. but still different. I think his solo album sounds very sleeper car-ish to me, like, hmm. but more edge to it than, let's say, sleeper car. Yeah. Like I, I equate like sleeper car to more of like a country vibe. And that's kind of what I was expecting from this. Mm-hmm. But I didn't really get that from this at all. Like this seemed very, like that was the expectation. And then it was completely different. Um, 
I, at the drive-in never really clicked for me. It's like one of those bands that I keep trying to revisit and like hope it's going to click. And it, it just never did. Um, but I'm still trying just, just keep so trying. you guys know, keep trying. I'm still trying. Um, I'm like a disappointed dad right now. Just shaking my head. <laughs> I'm more with Nate on that stuff too. <sighs> Love at the drive-in. Oh, I'm, I'm not shitting on them. They're probably an amazingly talented band. They just never, um, didn't click. They never clicked. They never kicked it into overdrive. I was always waiting for something to happen in those songs. Well, maybe Jim Ward's solo record is what, just what you've been looking for, Jim Darren. Ward, thank you for the recommendation. You're very welcome. Um, I don't know. It just this record has really stood out for me. Like since hitting the play button earlier this week, um, it's got. To me, it's got shades of like Jimmy World and like Rival Schools and Walter Schreffels and. It's not to say like it sounds like this or is even like influenced, but more of like a fans of, you know, kind of might, might like this as well. Um, there's also kind of like a 90s alternative vibe in there for me, um, which I, I've really been appreciating. Um, just really, really beautifully crafted songs. Um, and like I say, something about it just just grabbed me. Um, I think part of it's 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 a lot different than the majority of stuff I'm listening to these days. Um, so. So maybe that's why, why it grabbed me like it did. Um, for my song choice, um, this is actually Mike's favorite song because this show isn't just about me and it's not even just about you, Darren. This song is also about, or this, this show is also about Mike. And so I, I chose the one that, that he likes the best. Um, it's obviously the, the most standout on the record too. And uh, it's, uh, it's probably the most on brand, I'd say. The song is I Got a Secret, and it features Shauna Potter of War on Women. Uh, and I really like how their voices come together on this, uh, on this song. It's a great album. Check it out. Jim Ward. One other thing I should mention. <laughs> so he, he put together a little bit of a band, and he's got the bass player from Incubus on this. Woof. And the drummer <laughs> from Thursday. Interesting. Oh, wow. It is and, interesting. And, and it's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My challenge is for you to listen to it, Darren. Oh, I will. I'm not. All I just, right. Your, your funny follow-up there needed to be, uh, needed more following up. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it definitely did. It called for it. This is also a bit of a pandemic record because, I mean, Sparta came out last year with their record. I think he had plans of touring this this year with Sparta's record. Yeah. It didn't happen. Uh, him and his wife own a restaurant. So obviously that wasn't happening. So this was just kind of, you know, one of those things that we were talking about where it's like, well, I'm sitting around, I could do something else. And, and Jim Ward did, he did it. He didn't just watch the Netflix. He went out and did it. <laughs> You're making me feel bad about just watching Netflix. <laughs> we well, should, we should all feel bad about it. Eh. To be honest, would I be doing anything different if there wasn't a pandemic? Maybe a couple things, not a lot. Yes, you would. I don't think you'd don't do a lot yourself. different. I mean, we'd see each other in person. Yeah, that's true. Right? Darren, that's a big one. Darren probably would be with us right now, too. He yeah, wouldn't be in his be fancy hilarious. studio. If I told you I was picking another Australian band, would I be crazy, Nate? Crikey. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe I'm a little crazy. No. <laughs> No, I'm picking a band from Australia. But the funny thing is I didn't know they were from Australia until I went to do research for this podcast episode. I just assumed, The accents didn't clue you in, hey? No, to be honest, I assume they were from like the eastern United States or like Midwest or something. They play uh, 
melodic folk punk stuff that's more like similar to let's say a band like benchmarks or gaslight anthem or any of those kind of bands that would appear on the revival tour so this is probably why i didn't think they were from australia i don't think you hear a lot about australian like folk punk no that that sounds like a a new genre almost (laughs) uh a new genre no yeah (laughs) like glam you you don't hear a lot of glam rocky glam punk coming out of australia oh no that i think there's a lot of glam rocky glam punk in australia you think so oh yeah all right all right all right (laughs) all right (laughs) but uh the band is a a men's they're from (laughs) sydney um the album is called tales of love loss and outlaws also, that doesn't sound very Australian. Oh, that sounds very Australian to me. I guess there's Australian cowboys, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's a really good album. Uh, the song I pick, picked was called Walking Backwards, and it also features a guest, and that is Laura Jane Grace. Ah, very so, nice. Laura Jane's Grace. Well, that act, that was the record I was speaking of when I, another one when I thought was 2021, that solo record. And oh, yeah, like, yeah. It's like, oh God, that's a good record. So sorry if you're getting sidetracked, but that was another no, one no, I was no. talking about. What is, is time, Darren? What is time? Right? We'll add to that after we find out what is love. <laughs> <laughs> what has love got to do with it? Is my next question. <laughs> huh? I don't know. All right. Is that is that Australian? Those <laughs> bands? Are those are those bands like? How do you hear about them? Are they available just anywhere? Like, how are you picking up on these? Me? They're in the pipeline. They're on the pipeline, Darren. I spend a, a ridiculous amount of time reading blogs about mu- new music. Like, I devote way too much time. So somebody else discovered an Australian band, put it up there, and then nerdy me at work. Oh, it, it doesn't mean like, you're nerdy. I was just really curious on like how you get to find out about bands from that and i get away. i go on huge band camp deep dive so it's like the equivalent of like being in a record store for me now where you're like just would grab something because it looked cool yeah so now that's okay. what band camp's like for me a lot of times i'll just like and just go in wormholes and just keep clicking until i end up with something shitty like i don't know this band called jsm <laughs> <laughs> wow <laughs> well thank you <laughs> um, I think I, I I like your approach though. I think I need to start doing that more like it's get lost in the world because I think there's so much cool shit out there and that you just it, it's so overwhelming I heard some weird stat that same amount of records from like 1975 to 1982 that got released in that those years get released every two weeks now oh, I believe it shit. I believe it so it's so daunting to well it's almost it's almost too much and you just give up and you don't even try right that's the problem and this is one of the reasons i like doing the podcast is like i feel like even if like for three people were some sort of filter that somebody gets to find something that they absolutely yeah but like think about this you've been in bands for how long now like how many years you've been in bands or been around bands at very least at least 30 years probably yeah how easy is it now to put out a good album like it's so much like recording wise like you like band like 96 if you had like a if you recorded something you spent like a shitload of money to go into let's say sunday sound and you hope that one track turned out good or you recorded or you recorded like in a basement and you sounded like you recorded in a basement with like a buddy that rented it some gear that weekend and you put it together but now like every person can like do with a laptop and absolutely and make it sound good and you can get it out to like 
a zillion people. You get it to these blogs and some loser like me yeah. hurt, hears it, right? <laughs> My fourth pick of the night. The fourth pick in the draft goes to <laughs> from Calgary, Alberta, Canada, Belvedere. New album, Midnight in the Sixth Sense. The song is called Good Grief Retreat. Wow. That was that was expertly done, Darren. Expertly done. Thank you. Jim Ward, Daggers, I Got a Secret, and... Amends, Walking Backwards, off Tales of Love Loss and Outlaws.
together all that's said and done I can't be the only one I can't be the only one I can't be the only one It's Friday night So let's raise hell We can get saved Thank you, everyone, for listening and supporting our podcast. Uh, thanks to our wonderful guests for showing up and putting up with our crap. And uh, thank you to the WhatsApp gang. If anybody wants to join, uh, just let us know. You can reach out via our website or email or on Instagram at High Fives Podcast. Uh, thank you for all the awesome lists we got last episode. Uh, I don't know about Nate, but my Turn It Up Loud playlist is pretty cool right now. Um, I can't wait to see what you guys come up for this list. If you want to reach out, uh, do it. Thanks again. Every little message, big or small, means a lot to us. Darren, did you do a fifth pick? Yeah, I sure did. Oh, you did. We asked you to do one and you did it. What yeah. a guy. My favorite one. My favorite release of the year. Really? You held Ooh. it for the end. Yeah, I saved the best for last. Wow. Legit, no joke. Uh, it was kind of funny that you referenced audio rocketry earlier. Uh, the lead singer of Audio Rocketry, Joe Vickers, released a record this year called Waiting on a Muse. And it is a masterpiece. Wow. Uh, the song I love the most on that is called Stray Bullet. Uh, this album is very country, but he comes from punk rock roots. So the songs are very, not very Australian folk, but... Uh, <laughs> Because who knows what that is, right? Who knows what exactly yeah, that right? is? Well, you'll find out. Crazy, uh, <laughs> there's some crazy songwriting. Like it is like insanely good. It's next level. And then the crazy thing is the packaging. Like if you guys are vinyl heads, this is you have to own this record. He has a booklet in it. It's like a lyric booklet, and uh, he ha he writes a story before each song and tells oh, you what, cool. what it's about. Plus, he has the chords written down beside for each song so you can play along if you wanted to it's above and beyond and he ordered from him and he writes he handwritten note to me about and i thought oh that's that's pretty special but then i saw these people getting their packages and he was doing that to every single person that was ordering a record from this guy and it's so cool like the the next and he's got a bunch of guest appearances from uh country musicians and like like the Winnipeg punk band Mobina Galore. They do a do one of them does a duet with them on one of the songs. Like it is next level good. So cool. Dude, go out of your way and listen to this record. You will not be disappointed. This is the first I'm hearing about it. So I'm it's, I'm looking forward to hearing this song. Yeah, you'll be excited. Is is the vinyl black or is it colored or it's what does it look the like? one I got was aqua blue. So oh nice. It, so there's like, there's some choices. I didn't really look. I just he sent me a record and I sent him okay. money. I wasn't too right. picky. So. Nate, right. Nate, do you only buy ones that are colored? I don't all, only do it, um, but I do prefer. Like if I if I have the choice, yeah, Interesting. I, I do prefer it. It's just uh, it's it makes it a little bit more fun. I'll always buy colored vinyl too. I'm with you on that. 
Nice. I'm always looking for a little more spice in my life, you know? And I feel like that gives me the right amount. I can't stress how cool the packaging is on that record. Yeah, no, it sounds awesome. I like it. I like that kind of stuff. And I like, I think, I don't know if we're seeing it more, but like I've, I've had two records, I think in the last year where I had a, a personalized note, just come with it, you know, Hey Nate, thanks for this. You're rad. Yeah. Like it's just, it's a little thing, but it's, it, it gives you that greater connection, right? It shows that you sent them 20 bucks and it went to the person that needed the 20 bucks. You know, totally not deserved the 20 bucks, deserved the 20 bucks. Well, it's funny that you picked a country or country ish folk. I mean, cause that, that, it really does stand like punk rock has a foundation for a lot of, a lot of that. Right. Like, I mean, guys like Chuck Reagan, guys like Dave house house Hoss. What do we decide? It is is house. House. He told me it was house. All right. Dave house. Um, but guys like that, right? Like, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's very much a part of, or an extension of punk rock. Uh, this maybe not so much, but nonetheless, uh, this is uh, Steve Earle's record that came out at the beginning of the year called JT. This record really does mean, uh, a lot to me. Um, and I don't, I've never been much of a Steve Earle fan. Um, I've been a casual listener of Justin Towns Earle, his, uh, his son, um, I love Steve Earle and The Wire, uh, which I finished <laughs> for the fifth time this year, by the way, all the way through. Such a good show. Shout out, Waylon. Yeah, The Wire is really looking for your plug. They really need yeah. it. <laughs> hey, if we're plugging Marky Mark on here, The Wire can get one too. Hey, mine was way more in context than yours. <laughs> <laughs> um so, I mean, as as most people would know, um, Justin Towns Earl died uh, at the end of last year. And um, this album is uh, Steve Earl's um, Steve Earl covering Justin Towns Earl's songs. So covering his son's songs. It's just it's really like you really and truly do feel each and every song on this record. Um, some of the songs I recognize, uh, some I was hearing for the first time. Um, additionally, Steve did write uh, a song on here. It's a Steve Earle original called Last Words, and it's uh, effectively a goodbye to his son. So um, it's really a great album. Uh, I've, I've talked about it before. Uh, the money goes to uh, Justin's uh, wife and daughter. And uh, I mean, June is the month of Father's Day. It's the start of summer. And like, I don't know about you guys, but I love these kinds of records on the road, you know, when you're going on a road trip, when you're going anywhere, these kind of like salt of the earth, kind of like country folk, uh, records are awesome. And it's kind of a greatest hits of Justin Towns Earls too. Um, because you know, he really pulled Steve pulled from a lot of his, uh, his records from over the years. So it's JT Steve Earl. And, uh, the song I chose is I don't care. That's cool. Well, now I feel like I should have saved my amends, pick for this one to go with your country stuff so are they from australia (laughs) (laughs) you can't switch it now mike it's too late i can't it's live we did it live well i feel like i messed up the (laughs) mixtape that's okay let's go out with a bang mike the album i picked was my favorite album so far this year and as we discussed in the ska episode um we Are the Union are one of those bands that are taking ska to a next level in the realm of pop culture. Um, I don't think I've ever read so much about a ska band in like at least a decade. Like the hype on this album was insane. Uh, but I think it's all really deserved. Musically, it um, continues their tradition of 
like pop punk ska but lyrically it's so good and deals with so many issues like gender and mental health and heartbreak and things we might not necessarily necessarily associate with ska especially with ska that's sort of tied to the so-called third wave um i could have gone with any of the tracks uh but i went with the obviously catchy one and it's boys will be girls nice that's a great song choice mike and it's got a great message i think yeah yeah me too this band like i think they're pretty important because i think they're gonna get a message out to a group of people that maybe wouldn't necessarily know about it like because they're kind of they're gonna touch on that pop fringe i think yeah, I think like Propagandy was kind of that band that did that for us when we were teenagers, you know, yeah. like we've talked about that before, you know, opening our eyes to, you know, kind of um, all different facets of life and all different types of people and all different kinds of, you know, we all come from different places. Right. And I think this is kind of that band for this time. That's cool. Like, I especially like because I just think it will probably get radio play in this, maybe not here, but I think it will get radio yeah. play in the States. And I think because there's so much hype around ska and they're like at the forefront of it, you're going to get like, maybe like that frap kid listening to it and being like, Oh, maybe I should care. Like, yeah, like you said, propaganda, like propaganda reaches like jock punks, right. Too. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe get some except, of them. I said the jock punks. I don't think actually listened to it. They just, no, they, no, they, they just showed up. They just they, punched, beat you, beat you just up get, to it. <laughs> they just make me mad when I'm at a propaganda show. I'm like, why do you guys not listen to the lyrics? That's anyway, we are the union. Uh, that's awesome check it out i think it's uh i just think it's a pretty important record i think you guys are pretty important thank you for what you're doing and thank you for having me wow well thanks for coming i was going to ask you if you have anything you'd like to say you want to plug your your shows coming up you want to buy my record because we're not playing shows so you can't sell that stuff man so you just told me you had like a bunch of shows lined up in september (laughs) if there's if people don't die in September, don't die maybe first. it's all penciled in, <laughs> lightly penciled, not even like pressing very hard. Just hit up our band camp and uh, buy um, some stuff. I believe this is called the Summer of Fun. We are. Yeah, are you not right. watching? If the you press guys aren't up to anything, we're, we're playing to have High fun. River in July at the brewery, and I think you can bring kids and I stuff see too. That. So it's five bucks. Come try it out, man. So. <laughs> try it out. I think every show should be five bucks from now on, and I think the guest list should be abolished from moving forward. So, I'd be down at that. Five, see to go see a band for five bucks, you'll take that. You wouldn't chance. go. No, I would. No, well, I'm old, but <laughs> you're Mike. Okay, but one of the reasons I start, I, I stopped going to so many shows is like five bucks to take a chance on a band. If you're like tired at ten o'clock, you can go home. But then like they started being like ten bucks, like. 12 bucks, 15 bucks. You're like, well, I've committed 15 bucks. I'm going to stick around or I'm not going to go. Like five bucks is awesome for a show. So yeah, July 24th at the High River Brewery. Come put your money where your mouth is, man. Thanks again for showing up. Oh, it's fun. This is always fun. Darren, one more time, if you will. My fifth pick, seriously. Go out of your way and get Joe Vickers' new record, Waiting on a Muse. And the song, the standout song for me was Stray Bullet. Steve Earle, JT, I don't care, and... We are the Union, the album's Ordinary Life, Boys Will Be Girls. Thanks again to Darren for hanging out. Check his band out. This album probably would have been on my list if we didn't uh, play one of the songs already. And uh, stay cool. Be excellent to each other. Never heeding to the warnings A sidecar to a Bloody Mary morning 
Flying off the rails Wrapped around a rolled up bill Trapped inside the well Of a bottomless cocktail Red-blooded and reckless Hell-bent and selfish Living with the death wish And I managed to sidestep it Out of the gallows I followed a foreign song Purpose showed itself to me When you came along You keep me on the narrow And I know it Without you I am a straight bullet You keep me in check When I need it Without you I'm a waiting train wreck Gave all I could barter for love that was harder Not be fooled to bother with the bad I once harbored I walked the line for you My light leading forth how I aim to be true To my true north You keep me on the narrow and I know it Without you I am a stray bullet You keep me in check Dirty little town again Cause I don't know Where I'm going 
say I'll never get it It's so pathetic Does your tiny brain make you this way? Maybe mama didn't tell you that she loved you enough Now you're feeling extra small and you wanna feel tough Well I've got some news for you We don't give a shit what you do Or at all about you Boys will be girls funny story for you, Darren. I, when I took um, that photo of you holding your new record yeah. uh, not long ago, I posted it onto my social network feed, as I'm sure you saw. And uh, within about a day, a, a solid 24, um, my mom, who likes to comment on all of my social feeds, um, said, oh, Nate, I think it's time to trim that beard. <laughs> and I thought... <laughs> So are we at You're, the that's point? That's your mother? In, yeah, that's my mom. <laughs> oh, wow. Are we at the point in our relationship where you can't distinguish between a bald, bearded man? <laughs> we all just look the same to you, <laughs> especially <amazing>. your son. 
That's amazing. You guys don't even look remotely similar. <laughs> but she's not wrong. It is time for me to fucking trim my beard. So, Darren, if you ever find yourself in need of a stunt double, a doppelganger, you know, something like that, maybe I could be somebody you consider. Darren, can you come over here? But we need somebody more <laughs> handsome than you. I know just the guy. 